friends, and welcome back to the Gather and Grow podcast. My name is Libby Robinson, and I'm your host, and I'm so excited to be back for another episode. This week, um, I'm so excited because our guest is someone that I really, really look up to. She leads a Bible study um, that I was talking about on the last podcast, actually, um, and she's just such a great role model and inspiration to me and a lot of my friends, and so I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Um, we're just sitting here having a conversation, so um, Miss Sue Bass, I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. I'm excited. Of course. Me too. So Miss Sue um, goes to my church with me, and she's just a wonderful, wonderful lady, has a lot of wisdom. And so I was just wanting to sit down with her um, to get some insight and wisdom from her on her teenage years. Um, and so just jumping in, Miss Sue, I'd love to hear you just kind of talk to us a little bit about like what you do now, kind of where you are now, and then I'd love to hear a little bit about um, just your testimony as a teenager and advice that you would give to your teenage self. What I'm doing now is asking the Lord every day to help me to pour into younger women. Mm -hmm. I was asked to mentor a young woman about 20 years ago, uh, 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. and that started my journey of discipling and mentoring young women, and they were mainly in their 40s. This this young girl was asking for um, an older woman to guide her through her early married years, Mm -hmm. and so we did. So now, basically, I disciple younger women. It just so happened I was asked to teach mingling of souls, and it has been a joy because if I knew as a teenager, what I'm learning mm-hmm. through this this series, I think my whole life would have looked different. Yeah. And so it is a joy to see you young ladies get the information that just was not available during the 50s and 60s. For those of you listening, for um, the Mingling of Souls is a Bible study that Miss Sue is teaching um, us girls on Wednesday nights, and it's um, just about dating and marriage and sex and things like that. And it's really, really good. And it's definitely impacted me a lot so far. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to just jump right in and just hear, what would you tell your teenage self? What were some things that you wish you would have known when you were a teenager? This is really um, odd for me because I did not, quote, come out of the closet with my testimony mm-hmm. until December. Oh, wow. I was asked to speak to about 50 women, and that's when everything God just had uh, allowed me to finally be authentic and real with what I went through as a younger girl, which affected my teenage years. So what I would tell my teenage self now would be, so this is still new for me, is to not be defined by what happened to me in the past. And what happened to me in the past was an uncle by marriage uh, molested me at seven. And from that point, I remember the day that I totally withdrew into myself and lost my identity. Now we hear the phrase, my identity is in Christ, my identity is in Christ, but I don't think we really understand what that means. And, But what I would tell my 16-year-old self is that event was not going to define me. And unfortunately it did. And 
it's almost as if you are so vulnerable when you're that age and have been molested that you're open season and that open season can can happen at any place and actually I was hungry for God I loved him with all of my heart and went to a youth group and it was as if um, a different youth group because my I went to such a small church we had no youth group and there was a young guy who was in the youth ensemble who looked at me and I looked at him and he pretty much was a sexual predator. And so I think if I had just known my identity in Christ, that I was created in the image of God, I did not have to be defined by my past. And I want to tell anyone listening, your past does not define you. And the thing that was healing to me only came when I was about 50, and that's why I do what I do, mm-hmm. is that I would spare, because I'm almost 70, I would spare any girl. I will go to any amount of discomfort or um, trouble or whatever, fatigue, whatever, to disciple young women that they do, they can be redeemed. Um, and they do not have to be defined by their past. When they give their lives to Christ, they are new creations, and all things have passed, been passed yeah. away. But it is a journey toward redemption, and the thing that helped me the most, and what I would probably say more than anything, is when my healing came, I was on my knees, and a tool for me was Bible Study Fellowship, and that was a systematic study of the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I had been in Bible studies since I was 20, teaching them, leading prayer groups, but was still lost, did not have a clue. Because topical studies, nothing wrong with them, get a lot of good information, devotionals are great, but that systematic study, it was as if God revealed himself, because the Bible is a book about God. And once he revealed himself to me, I can remember being on my knees and I saw him put this reckless woman who walked into in willful darkness, as Matt Chandler says, willful darkness because she felt that she was not worthy. And then I saw the God of the universe met me and told me I was. Yeah. And I saw in my mind's eye, my mind literally go together it was as if um, your listeners can't see my hands but it was like uh, the the temple you know the what's a little saying we do um here's a church here's a steeple open the door oh, yeah, you know. yeah. so it was is it if my mind went just completely together and i cried till i couldn't cry anymore because i knew he had healed me mm-hmm. and i just want to spare that from yeah for for any young woman, no matter what she's gone through, no matter what a past is, no matter she did something uh, out of just willful disobedience and was never uh, identified as, you know, from her, had never been identified as from her past uh, or was molested. Maybe she had a great childhood, but she just got off on the wrong path. God is the Redeemer, and we only learn redemption from learning about Him. And the only way we learn about Him is studying his love letter to us that's really good thank you i appreciate sharing that a lot so if 
I know that there's a lot. I know me personally, um, I've always grown up in a Christian home. And so Bible, studying the Bible is something that, you know, growing up, I always knew how to do. Mm-hmm. But I know that um, I've had friends who are just like, I don't know where to start. And mm-hmm. so if there are any girls listening that are like, I want that healing and I want to get to know God better. How, where would you suggest they start in studying the word? Mm. I think I would start in the book of John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And the best way to study the word is systematically just go through John, maybe one chapter a day. And then you just reflect on what you've studied and ask God to reveal who he is in that chapter. What does he say? Who who is God in that chapter? Because that's God incarnate in every word of the, the Bible. It is the word of God. It is him speaking to us. And then I would say, um, or, or either jot down now, Lord, what are you saying to me personally? How do I need to apply this truth of who you are and what you're saying to my life? I can promise the word will transform you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Take it a book at a time, a passage at a time, instead of random topical studies. They're great. We're doing one. Mm -hmm. I don't discount them. But the healing comes from learning the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I would say do John, do a, a New Testament book, and then maybe go back to the book of Ruth and yeah, see it's a beautiful it's a story, yeah. story. and I think about Rahab I mean you could go yeah. all the God's redemption and his compassion and his long suffering and his mercy is mm-hmm. is echoed from Genesis to Revelation he's the same he's the same God Absolutely. and I think when you when you see him and all his graciousness and kindness and love and care his redemption all the way through from Rahab to the woman who was caught in adultery. You see the same thread all the way through. That's so good. I love that. Uh, another question that I had, because I know just hearing more about your story, and I know that there's probably a lot of girls who can identify with that and um, are struggling with things similar. Um, and I know a common thing that we hear is like, you're not too far gone for God. Um, but I know that a lot of girls really struggle with that, like feeling, oh, I might be too far gone. Like I've done all of this or this has mm-hmm. been done to me. What would you say to girls who think that? Oh, I wish I could talk to them because I'm only skimming over yeah. my testimony because there's no point in going into mm-hmm. every detail. I do not want to detract from what God did yeah, absolutely. and make my story so fantastic. They're hearing that. I can tell you. Absolutely, unequivocally, that there is no one beyond redemption. There was a point in my life that I was so bowed down with my sin and my shame and my role, always in church, always with a smile, always sharing Jesus, and yet doing things that were totally the opposite of what I knew to be right, that I wound up, this is the first time, in a mental hospital. And that's what the enemy wants to do, is come to kill, steal, and destroy. And he tried. 
and I struggled for many years with depression. So I can tell you that God healed me of depression. He did. I I'm know that there are different sorts and different types. In my case, I was 37 years old, and I thought, I can't do this one more day. And I believed for that moment that God was going to heal me, and he has, He did. Yeah. So no, no one, no one, no one is beyond redemption. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that, Amber. Um, and one, one last thing, since you've been talking about studying the Word, sorry, I'm just kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'm always all over the place. Um, but I'd love to know what have you been studying lately? What, got, what has God been teaching you um, through your time with Him lately? Well, I'm going through a systematic study of for Samuel, and I'm really has have just started, and mainly, I've been struck uh, just going through and saying, God, what are you trying to say? And I, I'm struck by Hannah, and what a woman of prayer, and how she was so bowed down with her grief, and yet when she went before the Lord, even though her prayer had not been answered. Mm-hmm. She was joyful. And I had not caught that before. That's the great thing about the scriptures. And so I thought the power of prayer, how it releases, when we release everything. So my, oh, you should see my Bible. I mean, I've got (laughs) notes everywhere of how this woman was confident in the God she served, even though she had gone years without an answer to prayer. But when she finally came and laid it all out, uh, she was confident. I don't know how long, maybe it was years before she conceived, but she knew God had heard her prayer. That gave me confidence in something I'm still waiting on with a family member after years. So that's how it applied to me. It's like, don't give up. Trust God. He's, And that's just one thing out of many. Then we studying Eli and the way he did not follow through with discipline, just things and how I can pray for my children to discipline their their children consistently and so yeah a lot of good stuff i'm in samuel well thank you so much miss sue for being on the podcast i really really appreciate it you're so welcome i enjoyed it